You know, I love that French music. Yeah. Mm. Did it put you in the mood? Yeah. You know, we came in the show today. This is our first live show for a bit. And uh, I was thinking, what are we going to do? Uh, no guests. So I thought, being fitting, you've just returned from France recently, and I thought we should talk France. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool to... Uh, to visit uh, the family, and um, is you know it's, it was about a year, a year passed, and uh, you know little boy now is uh, two years old, so yeah, his, his French is pretty good, I would say. He understand? Do you believe that he understands pretty much everything? Because I talk to him only in French. So mom in English, me in French. My my mother, his grandmother, is talking to him. She doesn't speak a lick of English, and it's like, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. And mom looked at me and goes, he understands French too? I said, yeah, you know, mama, that's why that's why we came back to say hi to you that's and a the good family. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So teach him French, expose him to the culture, because it's all about the culture over there. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's different. I mean, I, I've never been. I hope to go someday. Oh, man, you have <laughs> a place to stay. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's on my bucket list, so. And, I, and, you, and you know what they have? I mean, I'm from Brittany, and they have one, one ingredient that you really love. They have a lot of oysters. Indeed. I love fresh oysters. So, yeah, I can't wait. So, anyway, uh, first of all, how you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, we've been back for about, about like three weeks now. Um, but... When you arrive in France, it's really, it's, it's a almost culture shock, you know. It's, everything is so different. Uh, even for you? Even for me, because, you know, I've been living in the United States now 35 years. So uh, every time I go back, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's discovery because everything changes right. all the time. So how old were you when you left? Oh, well, when I left, I was uh, 18 years old and I moved to... South America. I was in uh, French and in uh, French Guyana and Brazil. Then I came back, and then the chef of the White House brought me in the United States when I was twenty-three. Okay, so, so yeah, youngster. I mean, time yeah. flies. Yeah. So you've spent That's more good. time here than there. Yeah, I okay. spent more time in the United States than in, than in France. Yeah. So, but you you have it in your blood. So. Yeah, but I love can. it. I mean, yeah, of course. But the the thing is, you know, the the United States is such a land of opportunity. There's so much you can achieve here. Uh, more easily than when you are, for example, in France. So in our business, for example, you, it's, it's easier to open a restaurant here than it is in France because in France there is a lot of um, paperwork and the government and this and that, and it's like, oh, man, I got a headache already. I need to right. cook now. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the United States is such a vast country and yeah. vast as far as everything. You it's know, beautiful. The culture. Yeah. The uh, you know the different immigrants and it's a you know boiling pot. Winter France is you know still France, traditional and it's not that large of a country. No, but, but it is extremely diverse because, for example, you have uh, uh, actually ninety departments. Department means you have ninety uh, counties. Uh, or states, 90 states, let's say. Okay. And uh, they all have their own, most of them have their own dialect. They are their own language. Like oh, really? Brittany. So it's that? Oh, yeah. In Brittany, yeah. for example, uh, you speak Breton, and Breton is Gaelic. So if mm. you have people from, let's say, Ireland, the, especially the, the, the old people like 
my grandmother or great-grandmother, for example, or grandparents, they will understand the, the language that was spoken in Ireland and or even Scotland. And uh, it's very similar than, than Brittany, so, which is really, really amazing. Oh, so not that different than our culture as far as uh, the diversity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's just that, you know, it's more widespread here. Yeah, yeah this, <laughs> so. is, this is a much larger continent, I would say. I mean, it's yeah. really, really big. Uh, but in France, you know, you... Um, uh, all the all the um, the states, I would say, they are they're very 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 different as well. So different food, uh, different uh, um, culture, uh, different approach of life in life, for example, right. as well. You know, it's like if you're in Paris, it's like fast and and fashion and 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 it's all about it's the essence of being in Paris. Yeah, and Paris is really special. I spend. Um, we spend uh, how many uh, four days, four four five days in Paris. It's really incredible. I mean, there's so much culture. It's like in that capsule that you call Paris, mm-hmm. and it's really really different. If you go to Montmartre, for example, which is bohemian and uh, artist, and it's just just really gorgeous part. And if you go to uh, I don't know the, if you go toward to the the, the, the quay on La Seine. Uh, La Seine River is really, really beautiful as well. It's very, very different. It's yeah. just different. If you go to Les Marais, Les Marais, um, Les Marais is wild. It's very, very wild. I mean, you get you everything you can dream, dream about over there. You go to bakery. We went to bakery. Well, at the bakery, they were selling all shape of bread, if you see what I mean. All type of shape of bread. It's like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It's Suckers not like and everything is like... Why am I? But then you go to uh, in Le Marais and you have those cafes and the escargot, you know, with the garlic butter and and just a beautiful little tartar of fish and just like it's really, really nice. Well, the th- that's the thing about France. They take pride in their food and food is such a big part of their culture. I mean, right? I mean, ever since yep. growing up and just you're, it's food. It's like... Uh, you know, your son is like, in this country, if you buy a baguette, like a loaf of bread, that baguette will have a different price. In France, it's all the same price. You can go from one town to another town to another town. If it's one euro 20, maybe the other one is going to be one euro 15. But it, there's no like two or three euros difference. It so is it regulated? It's regulated, yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with the croissant and the pain au chocolat. And so, I mean, this is why it's really part of the culture. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you go to bakery. You go to the bakery, you get your fresh bread, you get a couple of croissants, you get a little pain au chocolat or whatever, and then you come back home and the family is having breakfast. So you have your yeah. coffee, your hot chocolate or whatever, and then that's what you have. Then what we do in most, most... Uh, uh, I would say places in France, wherever you live, you will have a big lunch. We uh, we like our nice the lunches are lunch. the big meal. Big meal, but in the meantime, at nighttime you keep it on the lighter note. So you mm. may eat at eight o'clock at night, right. but in the meantime it's, it's going to be much lighter. Except on the weekend where everybody goes out. So in that case, you know, then you know it's restaurants and you you celebrate uh, the end of the weekend and. and the uh, arrival of the weekend. Right. Yep. And there's 
plenty of restaurants to go to, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing about restaurant that I really love is that it's it's a different system, okay? Uh, when you go out in the United States, you let's say you have a, a menu is $30, but it's $30 plus tax, plus tips, plus surcharge. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we're trying to find another extra dollar to, to, to be able to pay, to, to pay our employees. I mean, it's a, it's a right. really, it's, it's tough. That's when you go to France, everything's inclusive. So it's like, you arrive there, it's 30 euros, which is $31 now. And for 30 euros, you get three courses, Wow. And really good food, and then there's not plus tax and tips. Everything is inclusive, so it's a really it's, it makes a very big difference every time that you go shopping. It is not plus taxes; taxes are already included. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, you look at uh, uh, the different the difference, and and you realize that where we live, it's very very expensive yeah. compared to to right. Euro- compared to Europe. Well, and I notice. During the pandemic, and it, it's kind of carried over, the tipping thing has gotten crazy. It's mm-hmm. like you go to a, a, a pickup counter or stuff, and there's a tip jar, and, and you get the bill, and it's like, oh, how much are you going to tip? It's like, well, the, I didn't think this was a tipping uh, position, you know? It used to be waiters were the tipping position. You know, you tip the waiters, of course, but now it's they're trying to expand it and it's yeah it it, 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 it got a little bit out of control and i think that somehow with all of the uh, challenges that we are having when it comes to our economy uh, it's you know you buy a burger it's 18 dollars. then you have the fries they were coming with fries before right now the fries is seven dollars and then by the time you have your two burgers and and, and let's say two sodas or a bottle of water you're already at sixty dollars and you go what happened plus tax mm-hmm. plus tips plus this plus that and it's like oh my god yeah so it's a uh, it's just it's just very very different yeah and it's you know and that you know it affects the economy in ways like the you know you know Moab is a tourist economy and you know the tourists come here and they they're paying that much and it's it's they're thinking like wow you but know, can not, I afford to come here? But it's, <laughs> it's not. Like, it's not only here. It's a, It's a, right, It's right. everywhere. I mean, you know, we were in, we were in San Diego. Um, I don't know last year or something like this, and we went to a restaurant, and the 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 waiters uh, brings the bill and uh, put a thirty percent gratuity on it, and he and he said, you please sign it." It's like, no, I'm not going to sign. Thirty percent, really, thirty percent. It's like, no, come on, people. It just you know, it needs yeah. to be balanced. But going back to France. Uh, uh, the food, the flavors, the service, the service is incredible. I mean, that you go to a cafe or you go to a three-star Michelin restaurant, you are greeted with a smile. You are, uh, the attention to detail, people are there to work. Because right. this is, this is, it is not a part-time job. This is right, a, it's their career. It, it's a career. Right. So that's a big and difference. That's, that's a big difference absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And being in the business, I noticed that also because you would have those employees that they actually wanted a, a career of waiting tables or bartending, yep. and there's a difference. It's yep. like they're not here to have fun, run the river, and then make money just having a job, but they're you know they're more involved and they're they more 
thorough and that's i mean it can be a good career also it's part, it's part of the culture. it can be a great career if and let's not forget that the way not, you do it. and don't forget like, that those it, careers it pays off too <laughs> it pays off yeah those careers include you have your health care system you have yeah. everything is taken care of well so that's, i mean yep, it's right. it's another yeah another, that's, another that's big a big layer. difference so that's a, you know that's why be, that's that's a career that's that's you know, it's it's different. It's very difficult to say, oh, I'm going to compare Europe to the United States. Two very, very different systems. Mm-hmm. And both systems are their, are their plus and minus. Yeah. You know? And it's hard to, like, we're already into the system, and that's been our system mm-hmm. for years and years. It's hard to, like, just abruptly change it. Yep. You know, like, oh, well, you know, now I'll pay... It, 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 it just involves too much, you know, from, from the employee to the employer, and it's just... Well, it's just kind of embedded into us now. So. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of bring something up that, you know, the other day I was uh, walking around and it was a little farmer's market around here. And uh, you look at the farmer's market that you have in France. And you have farmer's market every single, every single day in, in each of the little town, little township. Right. They all have their, their, their uh, farmer's market. What is the difference between uh, where we are here in this country compared to where you are uh, in France is that you, when you go to the market, you buy, you have a basket and you buy only what you need. Mm-hmm. It means that every ingredient that you get is always fresh because you can go tomorrow to the market again and every day to a different market or every couple of days or every two or three days. But in the meantime, the, the waste factor also is much lower and then, then the quality of ingredients is just amazing. Yeah. So in Van, this is uh, uh, in uh, Brittany, South Brittany. This is where uh, my family uh, lives. Uh, we are right by the ocean, and what we have is incredible seafood. Mm. So you go; it's it's very different. The market is uh, uh, broken down into into sections. So when you go to buy your seafood, this is where all the seafood is located. It's not like a stall of seafood over here and then vegetables over there and meat over there. No, all the seafood is in one spot. And all that seafood was caught the night, that night, the night before. So, I mean, you're talking about super fresh. So you have blue lobsters. It's really very interesting because the blue lobsters is a cousin of the main lobster. If you look at Brittany and you look at Maine, they pretty much at one point, most likely those continents were attached and then they separated. And uh, uh, they, they have very, very, very similar uh, um, seafood. So you have your scallops, you have your lobster. The lobster here is not blue. Right. The lobster there is blue, and when you cook it, it becomes red. But the density of the flesh is about, I would say, 30% more dense than the lobster that we have uh, in uh, in Maine, for example. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah it is. So. Yeah, the, the diverse scallops. The scallops are the same, and you have your mussels, and you have you have your sole, and you have your sea bass, your cod. I mean, you have you know all these beautiful fish who are caught every day, and then you have also the langoustine. The langoustine is almost like a it's a cross between a shrimp and a lobster. Mm-hmm. But it's small. It's small. But the flavor is is sweet and nutty, and you know you they they, they they cook it for you right yeah. in front of you, right there. They have steamers, and they put it. Would you like a kilo, two point two pounds? Yes. Boom. Put it in the steamer, and then you take it home and you eat it right there. Hmm. Or 
you know, sometimes you start eating it on the way home. Right. Like I do. <laughs> or eat it right there. It's like, you know, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's really. And then, uh, so, yeah, and then you have all your vegetables in one spot, all your flowers in another spot, all your poultry in another spot, and pork in another spot, and beef in another spot. Then you have all your baking goods, and you have all your cheeses, and, of course, all, all on different spots. And so it's very efficient when you go shopping. You can have thousands of people there, but everybody goes in their own different ways. And there's pretty much no line. Or if you have a line, it's like 10 minutes, and you're talking to everybody anyway. So it's, it becomes almost like a, a gathering, I would say. And, uh, and you know, you have all those farmers and all those uh, artisans who want you to taste their cheese. You still have a cup of coffee in your hands. Oh, man, you're really at 7 o'clock. You want to taste cheese. So yeah, yeah. Come on, you have to eat cheese and dry salami and and you know cure the ham. It's like, mm. Okay, but it's really cool because you you can immerse yourself in the culture, and you should do that in every single country that you travel. Right. Not only France. You go to the farmers market. The farmers market or those local markets are the heartbeat of the region and the country. Right, and food's a great way to discover culture. Food yeah. is yeah. is uh, is is international language. Okay, so you've been over here over thirty years. Yeah, and I'm sure there have been some changes. I mean, what 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 has changed over the years? Do you that you have seen? The, the uh, thing that I've seen who have really changed in the last, I would say, ten years is uh, when you go to a store or when you go to even a, even a market. I do believe that by law they are required to tell you where. Where is the origin of that ingredient? So, for example, if you buy fish, they tell you where it's, co- where it's coming from, where it was caught, where's the meat coming from, where's the beef coming from, where's the pork coming from, all the vegetable, where the, what's the region. It's very, very controlled. Uh, so you have, uh, um, I mean, you look at organic. I mean, I'm not going to say that everything is organic, but, man, the, the, the majority of all product, especially food, who are uh, like, um, you know, um, uh, vegetables and fruits and herbs, all those are pretty much organic. And if they are coming from Spain, it tells you it's coming from Spain. And they tell you exactly where the origin of the product is. So, so that, was a, that was a very big difference for me because when I went back, I was like, oh, whoa. So this is coming from Hungary? That beef is coming from Hungary? That thing is coming from whatever? Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. But at the same time, it's pretty cool because you go, hmm, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. You know, especially as a chef, you go, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. The marbling on that beef is really good. And then maybe it's okay, maybe it's not. But my favorite beef is Shaolet. Uh, Shaolet, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like uh, it's a very uh, a unique breed with very high marbling. So, yeah, Christy, my wife, she calls it uh, the blonde cow. The blonde cow. <laughs> she said, I want the blonde cow. They're pretty, aren't <laughs> so they? I said, all right, all right, all right. We'll get a shower line. Yeah. It's uh, like a California cow. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's, really, it's really funny. Uh, but this was, a, this was definitely a big change, yeah. You know, when you go shopping, for example, and you have peaches, and you go, oh, I'm going to see if those peaches are ready. You better not touch those peaches in France because if you touch it, you buy it. Because oh. as soon as, what, what, do you, what have you done? When you touch a you peach, bruise them you bruise them. And if it's not sold, it's, it will rot really quickly, and it will go back. It's a damaged good. 
So, so it's like, you know, you'd, you talk to the person, like, I want to buy some melon because it's melon season right now. But you can smell it as you're coming into the, uh, into the market. You go, oh, my God. And those are the Charente. So those are very like a honey, honey melon, you know. It's like, mm, smells so sweet and so good. And you, you talk to the lady who's selling melon. And that's the only thing she sells, by the way. She's selling only melon. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, no, wrong. Melon, strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries. That's it. That's the only thing she was selling. And say, when, when would you eat that melon? You say, you know, I'm going to eat it in three days. She will choose the melon. It will be good in, in three days. If you say, I want to, today, in two hours, she will grab the melon who is ready now. It's really, it's really amazing how close they are to their, uh, to their uh, ingredients and their product. Right. Well, and they've been doing that that way for forever, forever, forever. So it's and not much has changed as far as mm. that aspect. Mm. So mm. yeah, it's generational now. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, speaking of cuisine, because you know, I feel that modern cuisine was its origins come from France. Is what they say. You know. Uh, you know, a some Scoffier. people will say. Some people will say it started from Italy, migrated to France, and I wouldn't be surprised that it is true. Well, I, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, but that area. Yeah, I mean, Escoffier, Escoffier definitely was the the godfather. It's very funny. I got two books of Escoffier signed by Escoffier. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, you didn't see them. You stayed at the house. You, you didn't, didn't look. I, you didn't no, look. I didn't look. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I did yeah. see, well, I was looking at your cookbooks here uh, and admiring them. <laughs> I didn't want to touch them. and uh, But, uh, yeah. yeah, I did notice you had a great well, collection. Escoffier was the godfather of French cuisine with uh, a few others. And, uh, and you know, it just this started put the foundations for what French cuisine uh, uh, was. Right, evolved cuisine into yeah. a production you know the the standard kind of restaurant. He didn't Escoffier design basically restaurant uh, yes. cuisine to where it used to be. You know, you go into an inn or whatever, and it was family style more, and just you ate what you ate. But uh, I think that uh, what Escoffier did, he, uh, he really standardized uh, the uh, I would say the recipes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you knew that uh, you have to follow a recipe to really get that results or those results, I would say. Right. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the cuisine in France is really interesting because it's, it's also very different. You know, if you go to southern France that I love, I mean, you go to Nice or you go to Marseille and all that area, you will have a lot of seafood as well, but it is a much lighter cuisine than in Brittany, for example. So if you are in south of France, you will have tomato and basil and peppers. It's a warmer climate. It's a Mediterranean climate. You will have your olives and your olive oils and your tapenade and your garlic and onions. And I mean, there is so much uh, 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 beautiful, beautiful ingredient, but very aromatic ingredients. Well, and... And don't they like? Do most people have their own gardens, like herbs and that yes. and stuff, which is finally coming on in this country? But yes. they've been doing it forever, and it, well, it, yeah, because we it, don't want to buy it, right? I mean, if you and go that's to, that's the other thing. It's like I wouldn't call it peasant culture, but not as 
you know, rich and defined as the United States, so they've always been, you know, you you make make your own breads, you you know, you do your own cooking mm-hmm. out of necessity. Yeah. More so. So, so south of France, you will have uh, a cuisine that was going to be much lighter. And also, this is where the bouillabaisse came from. So, And, uh, and uh, we actually posted the bouillabaisse recipe on the KZMU website. Ooh. So you have those. Uh, you should definitely gotcha. come in and check it out. Uh, so it's a one-pot one pot dish, very, very simple, but a lot of flavors. So you have all those, uh, you know, all those ingredients I just talked about. Plus, you right, know, and maybe it can a vary too, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you can make it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fisherman stew. That's right. pretty much what it is. Like a similar to chipino. Very similar yeah. to chipino, yes. But not as uh, tomatoy or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you put a bit of saffron. It's it's a bit, a bit more brothy, I would say. Uh, and then uh, you know, you, so that's that's the that's the. You know, you go to south of France and you will have very, very light, long lunch uh, and a lot of rosé. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, baby. Nice, it's a rosé wine, you know, that's beautiful. And then you go to Brittany, for example. And in Brittany, you, it's, it's milk, it's dairy, it's butter, it's cheese, it's uh, 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 seafood as well. But, you know, it's, it's completely different. Artichokes, for example. We, we produce the most artichokes in France artichokes and cauliflower i mean cauliflower you know when you have a field of cauliflower you can smell it uh miles away miles away because at one point cauliflowers when they are not getting picked they are using it as a as a fertilizer so they pretty much let oh, it really? rot. Oh, yeah. Huh. They let it rot. Oh, man, it's bad. <laughs> it's really, really bad. It's like somebody died around here. It's like, no, fields of... But anyway, Rotting cauliflower. Yeah, huh? right, a lot of cauliflower. You do a lot of potatoes in Brittany. You don't really see that much potatoes in South of France. And then if you want to go on the northeast side, so you are now close to Germany, so you've been in Strasbourg, and, and this is where you have very, I would say, very rich food as well, because it's really cold there in the winter. Mm. So you need, you know, have you have more your heavy. Sa- heavy yeah, you have stuff. your sauerkraut, you have a lot of sausage, you have a lot of pork, a lot of pork there. Yeah. So which, re- uh, do you have any regions that are uh, into the more beef than others? I, yeah, there w- I mean, you have uh, Normandy, there's a lot of yeah. beef. Uh, Brittany has, has a has quite a quite a lot of beef as well, uh, and then um, yeah, central central France as well as uh, as quite a bit of beef as well. But it's like you know ducks. So before ducks were uh, always in I would say in in located in south France where your foie gras came from, uh-huh. but then uh, in the Perigord region, and then uh, it migrated to uh, to Brittany. You have a, a lot of a lot of uh, um, uh, ducks who are being raised there, farm yeah. raised, yeah. Foie gras, foie gras, yeah. 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 Well, foie gras is a, it's 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 you know it's part of the culture. I mean, it's right. it is it's been a big debate. Yep. In in the United States, it is still a big debate even in France too. But it's part. It's it's, it's so it was it a, a debate in France also. I mean, uh, it's, it's, but it is yeah maybe not a debate, but it was a discussion for sure. Yeah. Now have they changed the process no. or no? No. Same way, they uh, do. Uh, they do the so same process with the duck and the uh, the geese, exactly the same. So just describe to 
our audience why it's controversial. Well, format. because it's force feeding. So you force feed the uh, the duck, and the duck pretty much has a psoriasis of the of the liver. Mm-hmm. So that's why that liver get fat, 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 fat. But you know, is it really force feeding? It's it's uh, with the techniques they have now. No, because the the food is is so good that they eat uh, by themselves. You don't even have to do the garbage. Okay, like so that was the, when they, they would used to do virtually yeah, cram the food yeah, down their yeah, throat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, so. it's it's different. I mean, you know, they, it is even evolution. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So mm, it, it yeah if if it it's so good. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Brittany, and one thing that I yeah. love in Brittany is uh, it's a really quick recipe. Same thing. It's on the on the website. It's uh, steam mussels. So you do your marinière. You, you, every single restaurant in France will have pretty much, maybe not every single, but a big majority of them, they will have the steam mussels. Mm-hmm. So they do it with Roquefort. Ooh. They do it, I know. I was like, oh, man, Roquefort in my <laughs> mussels? What the? What happened? Who was smoking? Huh. And then you go, oh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, they put just a little bit. So you have a little bit of that uh, Roquefort flavor that comes in. And uh, yeah, it's Roquefort, a little bit of bacon and mushrooms. and whip. I mean, it's good. And a little bit of beer. Yeah. So it's a really different way to do it. Uh, they do a, a beautiful steamed uh, coconut curry. So kind of a Thai, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, approach. And you have the marinière. The marinière is simple. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, you have your onion, a little bit of garlic. You have your white wine. You have your thyme. You have your bay leaf. A little bit of cream. Put the... Uh, uh, muscles in it and then you put the fire on uh, high you wait about two minutes or three minutes when you see the steam coming in you toss them a couple of times done that's it simple simple mm-hmm. i mean those are those are the, the the easy recipe hey you know what you and i were talking about about and i was listening on tv on the on the radio actually uh coming in here somebody was talking about roosters because there's roosters everywhere. There's a guy in L.A. His neighbor has like two roosters. And they think that they just, you know, sing only in the morning. Because I say sing because it's better, you know. They sing <laughs> right. only in the morning. No, no, I sing all day, man. They're, they're like, you know, they <laughs> yeah. sing all day long. So I know that we have a lot of uh, um, roosters over here, too. I mean, in this area. Right. So yes. there is one recipe that we do in France with the rooster, because the rooster usually, yep, the chicken, I mean, the the, the the hen and the chicken, they're nice, and they're plump, and they're sexy, Tender, they're they just lay around. And, and then you have you have this uh, little arrogant uh, uh, rooster <laughs> there, who, who thinks that he owns the world, and he's a skinny little thing. Always strutting he, around. Always strutting around, and then you go, what am I going to do with this thing if I want to cook it? Well, you do the coco vin. Right. This is... This is it's this, a traditional. It's a braised. It's a very slow, slow easy, cooked. That's and, it. And they're delicious. I Same bet. thing. Yeah. It is on the KZMU website. Ah, so if so you have a it. rooster who's been bugging <laughs> you for a while, yeah. well, you can just do it. But you don't. Yeah. You if you want to, uh, you can, you can ch- use that recipe using only chicken thighs and drums. Right. 
or you can you use whole, that, you can use whole chicken. Or you can use whole chicken, yeah. but the, the thing <laughs> is, they have a tendency to uh, to uh, uh, the breast have a tendency to dry up. A yeah. Bit. So the, the the fat and the collagen. Thighs are my favorite styles. part anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. So yeah, cocovan, 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 yeah, that's a rooster. And describe how it's cooked in wine, right? It is cooked in wine, yeah. so it's so easy. I mean, you know, you 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 have your all your aromatics. So you have you can put potatoes, you have onions, you have carrots, you have garlic, you have uh, um, fresh herbs, and then what you do is you you sear your um, your chicken on all sides in a big cast iron pot. Then you put all your veggies and you put the the red wine. So it's almost like a it's a drunken rooster. And, and then you cook it very, very slowly, and that's it. It's done. Right. Yeah, that's super easy. See, and, and that's also the thing about French cuisine. It, you know, originated as, you know, a lot, a lot of it was peasant food. Yeah. And and dealing with, you know, like the wars, World War Two, and that when things were rationed, mm-hmm. you didn't have. And they had to use. Uh, the snout to tail, as it's referred to nowadays, yep. you use every part of the animal. Every part of the animal. And, but that's the, you know, so that's when the inspiration and the cuisine artisticness comes out. How do I make something taste good from something that's maybe yep. not so good? Yep. And, you know, and so that's how things like evolve, like pate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you do your salami, and then you do the andouille. The andouille is made with the gut. Right. And you do the gut of the pig. I mean, you know, this is that's the way it's done. And it is uh, uh, salted, and it, it is cured, and it is hanged to, uh, in, and smoked in the, in the chimney, in the fireplace, up in the chimney. Right. I mean, that's, look. So that's I how it's, it's if, I mean, and they've, it's always been a part of their culture that way, whereas, you know, Americans being, you know, more, I don't know, I want to say elite, but yeah, kind of, you know, they take the bu- best, most tender cuts of the meat, the tenderloin and stuff, and pay the price for it. But man, I'd much rather have a. <laughs> I'm going to give you a story. Uh, was really going back in time. My grandmother, uh, her name was Site, and she was the mom of my dad. The way that they would uh, um, approach. Um, I would say life in the countryside was like this. When she got married, they had a party and they danced all night. In that area where the dance floor was, they built a house on it because the the the, the ground was already compounded. Oh. And they built by the dancing. house by dancing, yeah. I mean you're talking hundreds of people, but I mean yeah. it's that that was that was that was the time. They built the house on it. And I remember when I was a little kiddo Going to my grandma, there was no electricity, no electricity. It was uh, no light, so no refrigeration, nothing. And you had a big fireplace that was about, uh, most likely, 8 feet to 10 feet wide. You can see it. She had two benches, one on each side. The fire was in the middle. There was always something cooking in a, in a cast iron pot. So it was a soup or it was something cooking. And because it was really high... Uh, um, uh, chimney, she would have uh, the uh, blood sausage was drying there. You would have the, uh, the uh, andouille and the sausage, regular sausage would be smoking. And 
the rest of the pig, we're talking pig right now, the rest of the pig would be in Charnier. A Charnier is a, uh, it's a uh, terracotta uh, amphora, I would say, really large, who will be packed with uh, salt. And it will hmm. be kept into the uh, the cellar. The cellar was always at about maximum fifty degrees, because it was underground cellar. I mean, there was that was right. that was and the way it was done. Yeah, that was the That's way it was done until she passed, and then the house. You know, everything was redone and everything. But that was her life, and that was, I mean, attached to the house. In the winter time, there was. Uh, um, uh, a farmer who had his cows and the cows would stay in the in in that area she would open the door like this the heat of the cow would also warm up the house oh. i mean no. this this those yeah. are the things that we we completely um, forgot yeah because we lost now, track now we that. can have air yeah. conditioning and we can get heat right. anytime we want anywhere we want but at that time you know, this right. is the way it was. And and if one day, and I hope it never happened, we go back where there's a problem with electricity or there is no internet or there is going to be uh, euphoria. People, yeah. a lot of people will not know right. what to do, how to do it, and how to survive. It becomes violence. It becomes, it'd be, it be, it be very much chaos. Right. So it's really good to kind of go back to the, to the roots and say, oh, okay, that's, we can do this. We can do that. You know, I mean, she had, a, she had, a, and the family has um, gardens. I mean, most of my family don't don't buy any any veggies from I would say from uh, May all the way to October. Everything is harvested right there. So for the family, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's so different. it's 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 a shame that. Some of it's been lost, especially, uh, you know, in this country. It's, you know, because, you know, we, we back in the days, you know, I remember my grand, grandmother, uh, who was from Europe, uh, just preserving everything. Mm-hmm. When it was in season, yep. you preserve it so you have it. Canning, You're the canning, canning system, and man, the canning. Yeah, and it works, so. and it does work. But you need to make sure whatever you can when you are doing the canning that's what i mean by the way uh you have to make sure that you keep everything safe and you follow recipes because it can also be dangerous right so make sure that you follow the recipes and then you know in the winter time you're able to really enjoy the 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 beautiful uh i don't know the the beautiful bounty of that uh of that time well and another thing that came from france one of my favorite is uh duck confit which uh, is yeah. another process of preserving, which is, yeah. oh, man. But all those, all those things are slow cooking. I mean, it, this is why, you know, I, I love, I love Crock-Pot. Oh, boy, that's going to make some noise. I love Crock-Pot. I love one pot. Right. Because you know what? You mm-hmm. keep all those flavors in that pot. And when you have to remember, when, let's say, you, you make a stew, whatever stew, your beef stew, whatever stew, cook it the day before, refrigerate it, and then reheat it the day after or two days after and you will see that the flavors, flavors. have just exploded it yeah. is so much more delicious yeah and utilizing leftovers is another great way to mm-hmm. you know you can make roast a whole chicken and you eat what you eat 
you know, if it's just two of you, you know, you might need a couple pieces, and but you have all that leftovers where that's when the imagination in that comes in where you well, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, French cuisine is so technical and so difficult. And, you know, you look at it, though, it's really not. Because if you really go into the countryside, for example, and you look at what everybody is cooking, because everyone is cooking, huh? everybody cooks at the house. I don't know. One single person doesn't know how to cook in France. I mean, that's me. I just don't. I just don't know. And they, they know how to cook. They know how to bake. Because our, when we're kids... We spend time with mom and dad, especially right. with mom and grandma, actually, in the kitchen. And we love it. And that's the reason why I became a chef. It's just, you know, I was cooking with grandma, I cooking with my mother, cooking with, with my, my uncles and stuff. And it's like, and my aunt was like, wow, this is really cool. You can do a lot of different things. I didn't know I would become a chef. But it was like, wow, this is really, really interesting that you can take one, one ingredient and make it just become so totally beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it was, I remember when I was a kid, it was like we had a tomato salad, but it was like the tomato with the hard boiled eggs, and you and you put tomato, hard boiled eggs, tomato, hard boiled eggs. I mean, as an as a eight year old, a 10 year old, it was like, wow, this is cool. I'm putting this together because family is coming, they're going to they're gonna want to know who prepared that. And it was, it's, it's, part, of, it's part of our genes, I would say. Right. So it's really it's really neat to be able to uh, to do that, and this is why every every parents, um, you know, in in the world, but in this country especially, because we are a country of plenty. We have plenty of ingredients. There, there's a lot that we have available for ourselves. Bring the kids in the kitchen. Right. You do two things. They will be very comfortable cooking on their own when they grow up. So they mean that it will be self-sustained. They can do their own thing. And the other thing is they learn really quickly about nutrition. And I think that the more you know about nutrition, the better your life can be. Can be. Well, and just just the fact that you cook your own ingredients and is much better than... The problem with this country is the influence of fast foods, which is, you know... I, I think has devastated this country as far as health-wise and that. Yeah. Because uh, eating all the processed, not only fast food, but the processed foods in the stores, you know, that are, you know, just open it up and, and eat it, basically. Heat and, heat and serve. And and the fast food is just, it's just taken over this country. and it's, Everything it's is high salt and high sugar. I think you and I right. talked about this one day. I had some kids who came into my restaurant at the Marine Room, and I was teaching them how to make an omelet. But before that, I just went in French. That was really cute. <laughs> so they were making, and they were like um, 10, 12 years old. But what I did is I decided I would do an experiment. So I took almonds. You have a, a raw almond, toasted almond, smoked almond, uh, salt, uh, salted almond, sugar almond and the salt and sugar almond the one who has both you know mm. all the kids what's your favorite salt and sugar right what's in a, in a, uh, all your um uh diet coke i mean coke i mean the the the, the how do you call that um, this uh, uh um drinks sp- uh, uh soft drinks so sorry oh boy no. the soft <laughs> drinks no, yeah what's it High sugar, 
Yeah. And ice salt. You look at all processed food, ice sugar, ice salt. Yeah. Then you go, oh, but we focus only on sugar. Yeah, well, the school system in New York about two or three years ago realized that it was a major problem with salt. So they started to ban a lot of, a lot of those uh, uh, processed food because it needs to be a balance. And unfortunately, you don't have the balance. So, yeah, so, you know, it's um, uh, France. Uh, it's, it's very, very unique. Their cheeses, for example. If you go and buy cheese, you may spend an hour to try to figure out which cheese you want to buy. <laughs> because there is not yeah. 10 cheese. There's hundreds. I mean, when you go to some of those cheese places who are at, you know, in the, in the large market, you have 150 cheese or 200 cheese that you have to choose from. And they are all very, very uh, unique. Yeah. So that's so. what, that's, you know, it's, it's part of the heritage. It's exactly the same thing with the salamis. So, especially in Brittany. So they make the salami with the pig, right? The, the saucisson sac. With the pig, with the wild boar, with the turkey, with the, uh, what else? Oh, my God. With pretty much everything. With, with beef. And, and they make it all different. So one is pepper, the other one is of the Provence, and the other one is like, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes, which salami would you like to choose? Because you like to pick, because I don't want to stay there looking at those salami for like 30 minutes. It's like, okay, babe, we take this one, this one, and this one. It's just like one of those things. There's one thing that I really love, though, uh, in France, especially in Brittany. We are really good at that. Every time that you have dinner or lunch, for that matter, you gather, right? When you arrive, you have aperitif. But you don't have one aperitif. Aperitif, you have one aperitif. So it can be like, you know, a glass of champagne, or it could be like a Pernod or Ricard. A lot, lot, lot of Ricard in Brittany. And you don't have one, you have one, two, three Ricard. And it's like, oh, man. And yeah, you're eating, you know, nuts and you're eating little things that they've already prepared. Mm -hmm. And then you have dinner. So yeah, you have your, your reception, I would say. And everybody is talking. Everybody is communicating. Everybody is, you know, celebrate life. Yeah. And talk about what's going on. And, and there's no TV. And there's like, you know, we just like enjoy. Yeah. And the same thing in, in all throughout France when you look at it. And, and then you have, the, you have your lunch. And, if, you know, your lunch is going to be a two-hour lunch. It's completely normal. We're very lucky that our little boy is two years old, can have a two-hour hour lunch with us at the restaurant. Yeah. The little boy just watches everything. He's like, oh, la, la, look at the papa. It's really, really cool. Yeah, so compare and that he, experience to fast food. You know, yeah. taking McDonald's. It's, it's like, it's not even... And he, and he eats, you know, he had his mashed potatoes and he had uh, salmon. And I mean, we're very lucky he eats everything. But it's just like, you know, you have, a, you have that, that aspect as well. Yeah. So that's, that's good. And, and, you know, you can still do that. You can do, and you are in that with uh, Jean Bernard, teaching him yeah. the aspects of uh, eating properly. And yeah. If you plan that. on traveling to France... Uh, the thing that you need to do is you make sure that you really plan well. But keep in mind that there may be some strike as well. Because we're really good for strike. Over there. I, was, like, I, I was just oh, going to say, my, my next subject to uh, bring up was politics in there. So uh, politics. You know, you know, you know <laughs> what's funny is that uh, uh, it's a good subject to yeah. have. But I, I don't really follow politics that much uh, in France because I live here. 
So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I go back three weeks per year in France. So if, even you know, if if you ask me all the laws and everything, I would not be able to tell you. If you ask me all the labor laws over here in the United States, I know it. Right, right. But and it used to be like we we would uh, subject ourselves to criticizing other countries' politics because they were extreme and rational or irrational. And but now it seems like we've become that way. So it's it's like you know, it's not as all right, so <laughs> it's not as big as it so. Used let's to talk be. about one thing that uh, that uh, uh, was out there, which is I call it the elephant in the room. It's like, well, I go to France and the French people they they they're a little cold, they're arrogant, they're really blah blah oh, blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. <laughs> you know, you know, if you go if you go to many 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 cities in the United States, it is same thing. Right. You know, because everybody is very busy and it's like you you know it's it just happened. Uh, but I can tell you that um, the countryside people are just so welcoming, so beautiful. And same thing in Paris, same thing in, in most most large cities. I mean, uh, and the thing that we have to remember, forget about even f- forget about France for a second. When you travel, you're a guest to that country. So don't forget about that. You should be kind. You should appreciate, and sometimes there is some challenges. But you should appreciate where you are, and you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, but I spent twenty thousand dollars to spend all my time over there." And it was—it's like, well, you know what, though, it is—it is part of life. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. So you have to remember, you're a guest of the country. You should be nice, and you know, if some people are not too nice to you, you just brush it off and say, "Who cares? I am there to have my time, my vacation, right. and and enjoy." Right. You should and enjoy, just enjoy. And part of your vacation nice. p- should be, uh, especially if you're going to a different country the first time, is education. You're, you're learning, you're yes. uh, ingesting, uh, you know, different cultures and that, and food, and mm-hmm. it's part of it. You look, uh, at, the, you look at the quality, quality of butter. Right. The quality, quality of, butter of butter in Brittany, in France, you're looking at 80% fat, 6, 70, 80% fat. I mean, it's like butter. And over like here, your, your, bu- your buttermilk in your butter is like, it's just, there's a lot of water in that butter, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's a completely different uh, yeah. type of ingredient. So, you're going to yes. say, yeah, Bernard, but, you know, what about cholesterol? It's like, yeah, but, I mean, my family, they have like a pound of butter on the table. But everybody takes only a little bit. You don't allow, you don't put like a two tablespoons of butter on a, on a slice of bread. It's just, you put just a little bit. It's right. for flavors. And you really get the flavors. And what in Brittany, what they decided to do, which is very, very dangerous because it's really addictive, especially if you have a fresh baguette, they put fleur de sel in the butter. So it means that every time that it's, it's a fleur de sel is, uh, is a, the best salt that pretty much you have available uh, on earth. So it's a flour of salt. And that salt doesn't dissolve. So if you have high fat, yeah. for example, it will not dissolve. But it dissolves in water, of course. But when you mix it with that butter, it stays right there. So you have the baguette, mm-hmm. and you put this right on top. You put some tomato. You put a bit of uh, uh, smoked ham. You put a little bit of uh, um, salad. Oh, baby, it's <laughs> good. Oh, I man. mean, it's like, oh, my God, that's good. But you see, right there, you can find those sandwiches pretty much everywhere. Baguette with the with everything I just described, you will find it everywhere. 
and yeah. uh, simple and basic, but delicious. Yeah, it's good. And good that's for good. you. That's good. You know. It's very, very so, good. Yeah, well. So, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's really uh, beautiful for me to be able to go back and enjoy uh, the country because, as I say, it's uh, it's also evolving. It's everything is, is also changing, but the roots still there. Yeah, uh, the culture really is preserved, um, and it's uh, it's 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 you know it's beautiful. I mean, it's really beautiful. So we didn't talk about wine, but even if you go to Burgundy mm. and if you go to Champagne and if you go to Bordeaux, I mean, do those things when you travel France. Pr- just just enjoy. Just make sure that you have a very well-organized itinerary. My recommendation, even though I love the bullet train, you know, I like to drive. You rent a car and you're able to immerse yourself as well in the in the culture. I mean, this is a, you will go through little villages who were built in the 1600, 1500, 1200. And you go, oh, my God, you have to stop. You have to take a picture. Oh, my God. And then you have a little auberge who was open in, uh, I don't know, like 200 years ago. And you go, oh, wow. It's just, yeah, you can still feel it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you go to old churches who were built like, you know, hundreds of years ago. And you think about it for a second. And you go, wow, there has been so many souls, so many people who have walked those steps. Right. And it's the yeah. same thing in restaurant and same thing in many places, castle. Or go and visit the chateau. Take a little cruise on the on the Loire River or on the Seine in Paris. It's just that's what you want to do. Just relax, yeah. enjoy, have a nice glass of bubbles or rose or rouge. Maybe an and oyster too. Oh, some oysters, yeah. I mean, I know what you will do when you go to, when you go to Brittany and you go visit the family. I can I can see exactly what you're gonna do. Uh, where is the market? I want to buy four dozen of oysters. How many people? <laughs> Two. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and some champagne. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, wash it down. it's it's really really cool. But I love living in the United States. I mean, I have to tell you, oh, the U.S. Yeah. has been yeah, a beautiful part of my life, and, and then, you and know, I and I, I'm, and there's a lot of places to discover here too. Yeah. You know, like I've been, spend, I've always spent a lot of time in Colorado, but it's more and more, and it's just. I traveled a lot in the United States, but the the place I always have been just I don't know attracted to is Maine, mm-hmm. uh, Maine. Oregon. Um, uh, Washington State. It's just. It could be the seafood. It could be the that uh, that uh, that climate, climate where I grew mm. up. You know, and I think that's that's mm. what it is. Yeah. Well, uh, we and now that are, we're retired, uh, yeah, yeah. Experience yeah. So more of that. Life is delicious. Thank you for traveling with us, and thanks for joining and, us yeah. on KZMU, uh, Looking the Buck and Show, and we're time. talking about France. I'm ready. Chef's Adventures with Buck and Bernie airs on the first Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Head to kzmu.org for archives and recipes.